This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture spelled rushing and we're going to be talking about gardening. I know people are still confused about what's going on. You, you there, Java? Everything okay, man? Yeah, I'm here. A little something popped up real quick, but I'm here. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How <laughs> you doing? Fine, fine. I finally found the, the right headphones. So we're going to be hey, you coming in loud and clear. Folks, I, I'm still in England. I'll be home in a couple of weeks. But right now, I'm in a place where they're predicting more snow next week. And I know Mississippi has got weird weather. Also, you know, Alabama and Arkansas, Louisiana, Java. You know, it's just we live in a fickle, fickle, fickle type of winter in Mississippi. Not much we can do except hunker down, though, right? Yeah, that's correct. I, I am, um, you know, keeping the people in Dallas and uh, in the Memphis area in our prayers because they got hit really hard. And I and I myself was just thinking things were really bad because it was cold. But at least we didn't get the ice and the snow and things yeah. like that. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, and I'm not trying to dwell on the fact that I that I spent a lot of time out of the country, but a lot of people don't realize that England and Mississippi have very similar winters. You know, you think that something on the same uh, latitude as Nova Scotia would be cold and snowy, but uh, actually it's been in the 40s and the low 50s, you know, it, with occasional drop down to freezes and sometimes. Times it snows, but a whole lot like Mississippi, except in England, they don't have 70-degree days in the middle of the winter, and daffodils blooming right now. So uh, anyway, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, I know a lot is going on. I keep in touch through uh, my friends on the Mississippi Gardening Facebook and uh, folks in my neighborhood. So if anybody wants to do any chatting about real-time gardening in the lower, the Gulf South, uh, and the, up to the Mid-South in the Memphis area. If you want to talk about that in real time, bring it on. It's a, a job where we got plenty of stuff to talk about, but we got a gal holding on from Jackson named Cecile, right? That's right. Oh, Cecilia. Cecilia. Why do I keep calling you <laughs> Cecile? <laughs> Cecile is my name. Well, why do I want to call you Cecilia then? Because there was a song called Cecilia. <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Listen, y'all are having a, a big pruning thing this weekend. What the weather's going at the cemetery in Jackson? What's the weather going to be like? The weather's going to be sunny and chilly. It's a. Yeah. I've been humming. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood this morning because the sun has come <laughs> out. It's gorgeous. It's it's cold, but you don't feel it because the sun's shining and the wind's not blowing. So well, you we're going to have a, a great day. Yeah, and, and folks, what we're talking about, uh, Celia has got, Cecile has got, <laughs> Ms. Wardlaw has got uh, a group of folks who are going to come into the cemetery that's in Jackson. It's called Greenwood Cemetery, and it's exactly one block north of the state capitol, downtown Jackson. It's an old 1830s, uh, 1820s. Uh, garden park type cemetery you know the kind of the creepy headstones and all but uh you've been taking care of uh, what 200 how many roses are growing in that cemetery that bloom every year with little or no care how many roses you got out there any idea uh we've got close to 300 but half of them were planted last year and they're most of them are still alive and some of them have already bloomed in the past year so about 300 
<laughs> and so, and but but basically, all these roses get uh, they get a little weeding from time to time. They're protected from the string trimmers and the mowers, um, and they get pruning. I'm gonna say at least every couple of three years, every every shrub gets touched. But what else does that? What you, you don't water these things? Um, I watered I watered the new ones a couple of times last summer, the end of the summer when we had a real drought. Um, I did go around with 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 <laughs> jugs of water and would put you know maybe a, a third or a half a gallon of water on each of the new ones. But but that's well, just you, the first first year of coddling. <laughs> well, this 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 is started by some volunteers and some master gardeners, and now it's, it's uh, cared for by uh, really volunteers from the Mississippi Old Garden Rose Society, which is not a fancy plant rose society. It's a group of people who grow roses and with all their other flowers. But but y'all are sponsoring uh, uh, a pruning and road uh, pruning and rose rooting demonstration. If people come out and help tomorrow, right? That's right. We we um we had the people who really grow roses in Mississippi will be here to to show you how to do it and give you good advice. And our only problem is that the ground is so wet from all the rain we've had that parking is is very limited within the cemetery. So we've yeah, made arrangements. You, you it's a, a made, cemetery. It's sort of it's behind the Supreme Court. Uh, right, it's George Street, right? Yeah, but the parking lot that we have access to is on West Street. It's at 760 Northwest Street, and it's the office of the AFL-CIO. It's directly across the street from the pedestrian gate into the cemetery. Yeah, gotcha. So you gotcha. can park up there and walk straight across the street and head for the little white building in the middle. I'll have some big red plastic arrows up to show people how there to go. There you go. And you usually have people come from all over the state and beyond to help with this, because I mean, this is a this is probably the largest collection of roses in a cemetery in North America, as far as I know. Well, we're close. You know, I keep yeah. saying Lynchburg is ahead of us, but but we're we're easing up there. We're trying to get there, and I've already had emails from somebody on the coast and another lady in Mobile who are planning to come. So we want well, people a- from all over to come help us. It's a it's a it's a wonderful place, and it's not just uh, you. You daffodils are starting to bloom. It's just a, it, a, a you know a lot of people don't realize cemeteries back in the 1800s used to be like an urban like a botanic garden. People would go there on Sunday afternoons. They would stroll there. They'd have picnics. But they're repositories of really good, tough, hardy plants. And if you want to see stuff that made it through last December's freeze, you got these things been growing there for hundred years or more, right? That's right. That's right. And it's looking really good. There's a few damaged things, but mostly they're things yeah. that have been planted in the last couple of years. The rest of it looks great. And we have well, really it. thick grass, so don't worry about walking through the mud. You can walk yeah. over the grass without being muddy, but I just don't think it'll take tire tracks. So there you um, go. that's why so we're anyway, trying well, to keep the cars out. <laughs> well, y'all have fun. It's going to be Saturday morning, Greenwood Cemetery, one block north of the state capitol, downtown Jackson. And uh, the parking will be across the street of it on the main street called West Street. You'll have some errors or something. I hope y'all have a good turnout. I hope the weather's great. Thank you. Thank you. At 9 o'clock, okay. Saturday morning. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Cecile. See ya. Thank you, Felder. <laughs> Bye-bye. Java, this, uh, you know, you've heard of the legendary Dr. Dirt, the late, great Dr. Dirt, who used to uh, co-host the Gestalt Garden with Oh, me. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He, 
he he and I planted the first roses out there. We uh, we we went to Texas to uh, give a, a lecture at a place called the Antique Rose Emporium. And instead of being paid money, we wanted all the roses we could put in the back of my pickup truck, and it turned out to be a quarter a ton of roses. Wow! They got planted. Yeah, they got planted by volunteers. They're just in plain good dirt, but just plain dirt. And uh, these plants bloom from spring till frost. You want to see some good-looking, easy-to-grow roses for the South and bulbs and all the other kind of stuff. This will be a fun event. So, anyway, how are you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm doing fine. Like I said, I'm just trying to get over this uh, this cold weather. I mean, and yesterday was a complete washout. Like, it just felt real upper upper north uh, northwest uh, all the way here in, in, in Mississippi. So, I was like, man, this is... Not my favorite type of weather. <laughs> it's, it's it's called winter time. It's called winter time. And I I, I read where the, that that uh, groundhog up in Pennsylvania, Puxatawney, Paul Phil, whatever his name is, he predicted this could be uh, six more weeks of winter. And uh, just in case people wonder about that, it's a uh, it's you know it that that groundhog and uh, the farmers almanac. He's been right over the past decades that they've been doing this been right about 39% of the time. So we got about a 60% chance of an early spring. I just wouldn't count on it because this is gardening, weather's changing, and uh, you can expect it to be cold, at least really cold, a couple of times before we get out of this. Our typical, our average last frost in Mississippi is usually the last part of March. We've got snow in April. So those of you getting uh, itchy to plant stuff for the springtime, for summer, you know, we got plenty of time. Got plenty of time. Matter of fact, I would. I hope you haven't started your tomatoes and peppers and stuff yet, because it's still a little early. Let's plan on setting those things out in April. Meanwhile, there's lots of stuff you can do. If you've been, you know, we always prune our roses in February. That's the time to prune roses, and crepe myrtles and iris and anything else that needs to be pruned. Go ahead and do that anyway. And uh, job, I, I've noticed a lot of folks have have got new growth on some of their plants. Their 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 roses, their figs, their hydrangeas have got new growth. Don't worry about that. If you're gonna cut a branch back, cut it back whether it's got new growth in it or not. You were to cut it off anyway, so don't let that new growth soften your heart. If you're gonna prune, if you normally prune February, go ahead and do it. Uh, I'd still wait a little bit on some of the really badly damaged stuff from from uh, December, some of the evergreens that lost their leaves, the leaves turned brown. I'd wait till spring to see whether they sprout out or not before before doing that. So uh, anyway, I've got some other stuff i like to talk about. would, would like to throw out that uh, in uh, two weeks, I'm going to be giving a free presentation on landscape quality, Mississippi adapted fruit plants. You want to grow stuff in your yard that looks good, that part of the year you can eat off of, we're going to call those home fruits. It's a free seminar. It's going to be on Saturday morning, February the 25th, at a garden center in Jackson called Hutto's. Been doing this for years and years and years. So if you're interested in any kind of landscape plants that make fruit, uh, see if you can make it to Hutto's in Jackson on February the 25th. That's, I guess that's three weeks from now. I thought it was two weeks. Anyway, we're here to talk about gardening, folks. If you want to give us a yak, got the lines open. But we're going to slide down to Gulfport, talk to Jason. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Felder. Good to talk to you today. Thanks. What's up? I just wanted to let everyone know about our Camellia show this weekend in, in Gulfport. Oh, I, it, it's this weekend? Okay. It's I'm, I'm going to get in touch yes. with you about I See, when we talked last fall, I don't think y'all had scheduled, did you? 
No, we, um, you know, it's a big planning process, and you have to <laughs> get through red tape sometimes to get, uh, you know, large enough facilities to have these beautiful shows. Well, well now, this is a Gulf Coast Camellia Society, and camellias are the queen of the garden on the Gulf Coast. And uh, so, but, but y'all aren't just Mississippi. It's also uh, the Mobile area. You're across the Gulf Coast, aren't you? Well, that is our regional camellia society. We are the Mississippi Gulf Coast Camellia Society. It's a little oh. bit confusing, but... We get free advertisements, so we don't say much. There you go. Where's Where's your show going to be? It's going to be at the Lyman Community Center in Gulfport, just in North yep. Gulfport, right on Highway 49. Yeah, it's one of the big intersections uh, when you're first coming down the Gulf Coast. If you're coming from Jackson, it's one of the first ones. And uh, 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 it's going to be just Saturday or Saturday and Sunday or what? Yeah, it's, it's going to be Saturday. We're going to have bloom entries from 7.30 until 10.00. And then we'll close the show and judge the show. We'll have judges from several southern states coming. And then our public display will be from 1 until 4. And we've got some exciting. We're going to have about 120 plants for sale also, camellia plants. So uh, are, these, are, these, are these grafted camellias from, from members or, or do you get them from a garden center or what? No, we're going to have a nursery this year come in, Mizell's Camellia Nursery out of Folsom, Louisiana. Most of these camellias uh, are on their own route. Yeah, which is which is great. Which is great. I read about recently. There's a camellia that's uh, that uh, from over in. Uh, I I I'm talking about. I can't remember the name of, it, but it's an old old red rose. They're celebrating this like 200th uh, uh, anniversary or something over in in uh, Bogalusa, Louisiana, somewhere around there, or Woodville, Mississippi. Yeah, I think that's correct. In 1822, the first camellia that we that was recorded in somebody's diary. 200 years ago, came from New Orleans, and it was planted by a lady in Woodville, and they called the camellia Woodville Red. It's a very unique camellia. It's a red, really full peony-style camellia. It's not a big plant either. Yes, it's been... It's been years and years and years since I saw it. I, I, I used to uh, drive through Woodville, and uh, which is kind of cool. They also have really good sasanquas right outside the library. But anyway, uh, y'all y'all show is going to be at the Lyman Community Center, which is on Highway 49, uh, just north of Gulfport, and uh, it's going to exactly. be open to the pu- open to the public on Saturday afternoon. And y'all got people to talk about growing them, about planting them, and you got some really good locally grown ones for, for sale, right? Exactly right. And I wanted to let everyone know that also we're accepting new members at our show this year. Anybody is welcome to join. We have members from all over the six coastal counties and beyond. My opinion is anybody who lives in the South who doesn't have a magnolia tree and a camellia and a paper white daffodil is simply not serious about gardening. That's the truth. All righty, man. Listen, I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for calling, guy. Hope you all have a good turnout. Thank you so much, Felder. Have a great day. All righty, folks. MPB, of course, stands for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And this is just one of, of a program from Monday through Friday every morning. We've got locally produced programs by, hosted by Mississippians talking about Mississippi issues. And this is just a garden one. Uh, if you want to... Uh, to make a note or send this to friends, tell them they can also go to mpbonline.org and download the podcast. It's the the uh, podcast for this program, the Gestalt Gardener, 
has had more downloads than any other Mississippi produced program. And I want to, Java, I want to thank you for, for, for being the, uh, the guy who puts all this stuff together every week because I'm just a blah, blah, blah type of guy. Oh, come on, Felder. You are the component. So I just uh, I appreciate you for appreciate me. But it, um, I, I thank you for, you know, doing what you do each and every uh, Friday. Well, we got a tune coming. You did a mashup of a, of a Mississippian done good in just a few minutes. But uh, one of the things I wanted to, to throw out, there's a whole lot of things that that uh, events that go on starting about now, later February. March and April, things really get cranked up. Meanwhile, people are knocking around wishing they had something interesting to do. And I want to throw out a little bit of a challenge. I know a lot of people don't like social media. I don't do social media. I don't do Instagram. I don't do tweet. I don't even know how to tweet. Never did any of that stuff. Uh, And the only uh, Facebook thing that I belong to is called Mississippi Gardening. And it's not a weird one. We don't let weirdos on. If you're weird, you get kicked out. It's just gardeners. Some are amateurs. Some really know their stuff. Uh, but Mississippi Gardening on Facebook, one of the things that somebody written in a uh, challenge, they wanted to say, is anybody interested in doing some gardening haiku or gardening limericks or something like that? We're just trying to keep each other's spirits up because here it is, the probably the, the, the most down part of the winter, things are starting to pick back up. Paper whites, camellias, new growth on some, some plants. Uh, even some of the weeds of the lawn are, are perking up, which is great if you're a honeybee or a, or a butterfly on a warm day in, in the middle of the winter. There's a lot of stuff picking back up, but gardeners like to help each other stick together and come up with interesting ideas. So if you want to check into that, uh, go to uh, Mississippi Gardening on Facebook. Um, and I, I'm, I'm on there regularly, as are quite a few other uh, horticulturists, but we're all real gardeners on that. Anyway, uh, let's talk to Marcia. Marcia, I can't tell where you're from. Where are you from, Marcia? I'm from Flowood. Well, okay, howdy. Yeah, Hi. good. Well, what's going on? What? Howdy. Well, I'm, I'm calling because um, I used to garden in the yard when I was in Greenville. But now I'm in Flowood, and all I have is a balcony. And I'm interested yeah. in do, having some plants out there. Um, but I don't quite know what to buy and how to take care of them. And I'm wondering, yeah. do you have a book or anything or any sort of guide that I could look at? Well, y- yes and no. Um, uh, if you want to go to my to my, my blog, feldrushing.blog, uh-huh. I've got uh, mm-hmm. uh, some, some, some ideas and stuff. But, but here's the deal. It, it, okay. Have you ever grown anything in a pot, anything at all yeah. ever in a pot? Okay, uh-huh. everything is everything is going to be a variation on that theme. You get a pot or several pots or a couple of big pots or a hanging basket, anything like that, put some potting soil in it and put a mixture of plants in it, vegetables, herbs, flowers, even small shrubs, and some mm-hmm. are going to make it and some aren't. But it's all a variation on just some pretty good potting soil in bigger pots. don't have to be watered quite as often as smaller pots. But mm-hmm. if you look at somebody else's ideas, no two people do it alone. I've even grown a hanging basket of just different colored lettuces that you don't even have to bend over to eat. See, so anything that will grow in a pot, uh, the, the, the big question, Marcia, is which direction does your patio face? Does it face south, east, west, north, what? Okay, it's hottest in the afternoon. So I think that's okay. south. Um, that, that might be Maybe. west. Anyway, figure, yeah, if oh, you've okay. got south... Yeah, if you've got south, if you got plenty of sunshine, 
uh, then the sky's the limit. I mean, right now you could go to a garden center this weekend. We still got uh, almost two months of, of cold weather ahead of us and get you a pot or a hanging basket and put some pansies in it, uh, some violas, you know, some, some wintertime thing just to get started. And when it gets hot, pull those out, stick something for the summer in their holes. But, but basically, oh, it's, been my, it, it's been my experience if you mix pots up, Fewer mm-hmm. big pots don't need watering as often. Put several different kinds of plants each in bigger pots, and they look better. And if something dies, you can't tell because you still got something there. So if sure. you go around New Orleans, you look at all those balconies in New Orleans. Some that's the only garden they've got. Well, they are just tropical jungles with hanging baskets and pots. Mm-hmm. And also, you can grow regular small landscape shrubs. You can put a nandina in a pot, and it will look mm-hmm. great. Every day of the year, and then put just a little cascading vine or, or, around the edge of that pot. So think small landscape plants and seasonal flowers, and uh, and you okay. really can't go wrong. That sounds great. One more question: What if, do I have uh-huh. to fertilize? Y- yes, uh, I use the fertilizer. I use, and everybody, you know, fertilizers like salt and pepper. Basically, it doesn't mm-hmm. take much, but it really makes a difference. The kind of fertilizer that I use, and keep in mind, I don't sell anything. I've been doing this particular fertilizer for maybe 50 years. It's called Osmocote. Osmocote looks like little round, looks like little BBs. And you put uh-huh. one scoop, you put one scoop on top of your pot, and every time you water it, it automatically squeezes out a little fertilizer, and it starts out a little bead full of fertilizer. By the end of the year, it's just a bead full of water. It looks like a worm egg, but Osmocote. You know, just a little bit on top of each pot once or twice a year, and you are done with the fertilizing. It makes it oh, real great. easy. Wonderful. Hey, thank you very much. I'm getting excited now. Well, that's that's just that's just a start. I, I challenge you to go to a garden center and see what okay. they got that looks good right now and get started just to get your juices going. And yeah. when it gets hot, pull them out. Stick something else in the hole. Have fun. Yeah. Here I go. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Uh, okay, Marcia, appreciate it. Yeah, Java, she moved from the Delta down to the, the right outside the city. City. You know, I, I go a lot of places, but I'm always glad to be back home. Problems, yeah, we got them, but it's back home, man. So anyway, I got a couple of other things I want to yak about, but uh, we've had a guy holding on from Clinton for a while named Danny. Danny, how you doing, man? Doing good. How you so far, so good. What's going on? What's up? I'm a gardener wannabe, and and I like to look at some other gardens. Yeah. I've heard of a place called Fertile Garden. You know of it? Uh, no. What's what state's it in? It's in it's in Mississippi, in uh, Jackson. That's Clinton, Mississippi. I am. Yeah. Oh, place I, I haven't heard. Well, now there's Minel Gardens between you and Jackson. Who's that? Minel Gardens. That's between okay. Clinton and Jackson. Okay. Well, uh, but but it, anyway, I, I, I have I, I haven't heard of one called Fertile Garden in Jackson. But anyway, what what what, what have you heard about it? I I just heard it was a, a small acreage and. And they were just growing a lot of things, and that's what I've got. And I want to grow a lot of things, although I I kill more than I grow. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, there's there's a there's a place called Fertile Grounds Garden, uh, in some okay. commerce part in Jackson, Fertile Grounds, 
and uh, that's a it's a regenerative urban garden. Uh, I forget. I've only been there once, and I can't. Rem- I don't know if they would have much going on there right now. But anyway, that's on Commerce Park, which is down by the railroad track in Jackson. It's an interesting place. I mean, they've got a lot of quirky things going on, including growing food and just bags of potting soil, which is kind of cool. But uh, so anyway, if there's something in particular that you're interested in, you know, gardening, a lot of people make it a lot of stuff to know and do. It's just digging a hole and sticking something in it, you know, and watering it when it needs. Really, everything is, a, you know, I, 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 I visited gardens on literally on five continents. And we all do different plants, different seasons, but it's all about dirt, putting something in it, and watering it to, to, when it needs it. And everything else is a variation on those things. But anyway, um, if you want to sometime uh, holler at me, shoot me an email on my blog, and I can hook you up with some folks in the area who've got really cool little easy ideas. And if you can get down to the Greenwood Cemetery downtown Jackson uh, tomorrow morning, they're going to be uh, uh, showing how to grow these old roses that bloom with no care at all. So, you know, those, there's plenty of plenty – of, and one other thing, in April, I think the 25th, towards the end of April, Master Gardeners have a big plant sale every year at Monil Gardens, which is on Clinton Boulevard, uh, just before you get to Interstate 220. they got lots of cool plants. they got a lot of people to, to show you how to grow stuff. So, you know, there's plenty of resources. Talking about roses, have you ever heard of the Rose of Guadalupe? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm not by that name anyway. Is it a regular rose? Uh, it's, it's very fragrant. There's a store behind the Lady of Guadalupe. Look it up. I it hadn't got enough time to tell you the story, but look it up. It's a wonderful story. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. But like I say, put put on your calendar April the twenty fifth. The, the Master Gardeners have a uh, it's a big group of folks with plants that they dug from their own yards there at Monell Gardens between uh, between Clinton and Jackson. Okay, thank you very much. Have a great day. All right, appreciate it, Danny. Yep, yeah, this this uh this place is um uh, uh this regenerative farm down on Commerce Park. It's right down. Uh, near Fonder and along the railroad track. Anyway, let's go up to Oxford and talk to Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Hey, Felder. Um, thanks for taking my call. Enjoy your show. Sure. I have a question. I have a question. When we moved here to Oxford about 16 years ago, we have in our backyard we have a, a pretty steep hill and then a flat area, which when we moved here was pure sand. It was not. It was just pure sand that had come down from there. Right. Okay. So we covered it, and the advice of our, of our gardener, who we felt like a lot, um, is it with, with sod. And for uh, several years, it, it did fine. We didn't, we're not interested, like we don't spray it or anything because we have dogs and cats, you know. So they, right, we right. just let the weeds go and just, you know, mow the weeds. But the, the hill has left, has left down so much sand that it has killed most of the grass. And all yeah. we have now are big patches of sand and like small tiny patches of grass, and we want to know how to what to do. <laughs> Obviously, what we did before was not the right thing. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, you know, Oxford, you're in a transition. Some of the the grasses that grow really well in sand along the Gulf Coast, St. Augustine centipede, they start to peter out up around Oxford. But St. Augustine, if you can water it, you can grow grass in sand. But if you can't water it, it just ain't going to happen. Because, you know, these plants are not, you know, they're Asian plants, and they don't, they don't take uh, five, six weeks of no rain at all. 
Uh, yeah. But they can they can get by if they got roots in soil that holds moisture. Sand doesn't. Okay. So unless you can, okay. unless you can water it, one of the things you might want to consider doing, Juanita, and this I see this in a lot of places, literally all over the world, is come up with an area close to the house and make you a, a square or circle or oval, make you a distinct little throw rug of grass, sort of like a putting green on a golf course. Put your one or two yeah. sprinklers out there, turn those on, and where they go is really all the grass you need. And then put a little ditch around it uh, so that it's a, a little ditch or, or some kind of edging so it sort of stands out like a gem, like a gemstone on a ring, a little bit of throw rug of grass out there that can be watered uh, every no more than every week or two. A couple of weeks is fine. Okay, if you can do that, you can, you, yeah. You, you can have a real nice little, and then on the outside of the ditch, you know, the ditch or the border is what makes it distinct. On the outside, you yeah. know what grows and, 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 and allow wildflowers, plant daffodils that bloom in the springtime, you know, and disappear right. in the summer. In other words, have sort of a meadow with a shiny gem on a small lawn. And all it takes is one or two sprinklers to cover a pretty good-sized area. Run it once every week or two, and you can have pretty nice lawn. Oh, well, that's what I'm, that's a very good idea. I'm going to try that. So do this, do the circle, do the little throw rug thing, and then just yeah. water the rest as I can. Oh, you don't even have to water the rest of it. You know, if, if you no, have a, a just, small area, if you can water it at least every two or three weeks, no more than once a week. More than once a okay. week is is a mistake. I know irrigation people, they just have conniption fits when I say that, but it's a proven fact that grass doesn't need more than a, a good soaking every week or two max. Okay. And fertilize okay. it and just, and just have a little a little putting green and then a mow what grows area and, and, and start putting low-growing stuff like daffodils and stuff out there. Okay, but, you, but what you're saying is, let me just be clear, what you're saying is make that area and then plant it with grass, right? Don't just let go with what's there. Yeah, if if you want plant a nice looking lawn, grass. yeah, 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 plant it with grass. Yeah, and I don't, I don't do care. But we don't really care about the lawn. We just don't want to have that big sand pit in the back. You know, want to have something yeah, well, looking nice so that I can plant something in. Well, you know, it ain't gonna be grass. <laughs> I ain't gonna be grass. No, except I don't. We don't really care about the rest of it. But I think that the little patch is a good, great idea, just to have yeah, a little awesome. area there. Yeah, and there are some nice plants that are growing that, but just just not grass. You have to go the next step up to a different, you know, the ground cover or 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 the perennial type of thing, the wildflower type thing, rather than grass. Yeah, you know what grows there really good monkey grass. I mean, uh, liriope. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. That's a good one. You know, there's one that spreads, one stays in clump. Plant some of both. You know, or just put a mixture of stuff. And you can also okay. put some, some 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 trees out there, and, and it's okay to have a small throw rug of grass and a bunch of trees and things. You don't have to have – it's not an American requirement to have wall-to-wall carpet out there. You can have trees no, and shrubs, No, too. We're, no, we're not interested in that. And I and I don't want to cut anything that will sustain the bees either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just you want, gra- if, you know, weeds. Yeah, if you, you ride you around some the parts. Yeah, right around some of the older parts of of Oxford, and and some and and, okay. and just pay. Look at this is something we almost have to make ourselves do. Look at what the percentage of a typical landscape is actually grass, and that way okay. you will focus on how many trees and shrubs and ground covers there are. Also, oh, good idea. Go and be observant. I will. There you go. Okay. Right, Thank you so much, Melvin. Appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks. 
Job, I guess what I was telling her is uh, a lot of people don't see the, the forest for the tree. Uh, a lot of people, they see the trees and shrubs. And what I'm saying is focus on seeing the lawn and how much percentage of a typical landscape is actually lawn. And those that are wall-to-wall grass actually start looking kind of freaky after a while. And the ones that look best are the ones that are a mixture of plants in some areas and a little lawn that sets it off in other areas. Anyway, don't want to get waxed philosophical about that. But wall-to-wall grass is a purely American thing, and it's not a requirement. Let's go slide over to Starkville. Uh, William, how you doing today? I'm just fine, and thanks uh, for coming back to me. Um, sure. I've got a question about pawpaws, but I know what you say about Iliagnus and azaleas that were struck so hard by the hard freeze a month yeah. ago. But uh, I have a pot. Uh, about ten, about almost a foot in diameter, ten or twelve inches in diameter, with half a dozen uh, pawpaws seedlings that I've been yeah. getting ready to say. And I just wondered, they they were sitting out there, and uh, of course exposed in the pot, and obviously must have froze hard, frozen hard. Uh, do you have any idea what the, what the chances of them surviving are? Well, you know, it, uh, one it is, there's two things playing. For one thing, that that freeze wasn't just a hard freeze. It was a sudden, quick, early freeze. And plants that normally can take 60 below zero were damaged in Mississippi because it's so sudden they didn't have time to yeah. slowly get ready for it. But keeping in that mind, pawpaws are native to Ohio even. They grow way up in the, the Ohio Valley. They go from the Gulf Coast all the way up to, 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 to uh, southern. So they're able to take the freeze. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of whether yours were caught off guard in uh-huh. the freezes before they got ready for it. Uh, scratch the bottom on be- them if it's... Yeah, you know I, I happen to be Canadian, you, Canadian and was amazed to find that, that, that they that there may be a few of them even in southern uh, tip of Ontario. But, oh, uh, yeah, 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 which is sort of a microclimate anyway. I mean, that's like the fruit basket of, of uh, you know, you get up in there and they got cherries and all sorts of stuff. But pawpaws, uh, scratch on the bark, and if you can find yeah, bright green yeah. tissue right beneath it, they're alive. And, by the way, this is the month to go ahead and set them out in the yard because pawpaws get pretty good size. Uh, yeah, uh, you said now's the time to set them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put, you yeah, know, okay. you know, yeah. This would be a good and plant them at the same depth that came out of the pot. Don't plant them any deeper. Yeah, they'll do. Yeah, fine. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks uh, so much. And uh, I've been following you and for sixty years here on not <laughs> quite, but 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 I have a mystery from fifty years ago that you've never been able to answer. Uh, okay, I'm what is still searching? What is it? That's a stink. The stink of a of a plant that shows up only. That I've only noticed in the vicinity of the tiny little wild uh, dogwoods. That, uh, but anyway, uh, unless you th- think of something, I'll uh, I'll wait and hope well, that something where okay, the mystery well, solved. Well, let me ask you this: Is it, it? Do you you know you don't know where the smell is coming from, or it is a type of plant and oh. you don't know what it is? Oh no, no! I, all I know is that when I'm in the vicinity, I first noticed it in a, an old farmhouse, right in the middle of well, right on the edge of Starkville, right almost in the middle of Starkville. That yeah. uh, uh, and, and it just in, in the spring, I'd always get this smell, and then I I moved out into a, a rural area, and I found it along the road where again where these wild uh, dogwoods uh, thrive. And that's the only connection I can make to it. That's what was close to the vicinity where I smelled it on the side of the, on the shady side of this house. 
Okay, so, well, let, let me let me throw out just a couple of educated guesses here because I, I'm learning all the time. First of all, when dogwoods bloom is also when the wild pears bloom, the calorie pears, and they smell really, really bad to a lot of people. I mean, they have a terrible uh-huh. odor, uh, the, the, the wild pears do, and it can last for a long time. But also, we have a, a real common fungus. Actually, there's a whole bunch that are, that are they're, they're called stinkhorns. Stinkhorn fungus grows in leaf mold and litter and all, you know, old uh-huh. forest. It's a, it's a wood decay fungus. It doesn't hurt plants, but it grows. It, people who mulch heavily, they find these, and it grows all year, but when we have a combination of cool, wet nights and warm days, they send up this, their version of a mushroom. They're pretty nasty looking. Uh, they're not, they're not toadstools, but they're called yeah. pink horns, and they smell like dead meat. They're I, terrible I've smell. Never- well, I've never seen any uh, any fungus like that in this yeah. in this situation. Oh, it, it, and yeah, but what look, this smells like is a cesspool. It's it smells more like a septic pool, a septic tank, or a cesspool, or maybe an oil refinery. That's the remarkable thing about it. Yeah. It, it's uh, if you've ever noticed a, <laughs> an oil refinery well, stink that smells like uh, maybe a cesspool. But anyway, well, I, I, uh, I, I, I got I got an idea for you there in Starble. Uh, if you smell it again, next time you smell it, smell it again, uh, I'm going to put you in touch with two guys who, who are on campus at Mississippi State who are real fanatics about this kind of stuff. And if they don't know, they want to find out. And, and they can okay. come right out. And uh, I, I'm going to okay. tell you right off the bat, one of them's name is Nate, N-A-T-E. So yeah, when you smell it, let me know. And we'll, we'll get okay. Nate out there because that way I can learn too. I bet it's a stink okay. horn, though. Well, thanks. Thanks. That's a, a new tip, anyway. Thanks so much. Okay, William. Bye appreciate for now. it. Yeah, Java. I guess it's okay for me to not know everything. Yeah, it is okay. And I and I was thinking about um, speaking of not knowing with uh, Jason in Clinton. He was talking about uh, some fertile ground garden or fertile garden, but he may be talking about the fertile ground um, beer company, which is in Bellhaven. And I've heard of res- uh, referred to as a fertile, uh, fer- as a beer garden. So well, it, 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 it could well be, but there is there is a, a sort of a, a semi-experimental place. It's, it's uh, you know where where uh, downtown Fondren, I uh, can't remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, just south of the stadium, the railroad tracks, football stadium, as soon as you cross the track, there's an experimental place. I think they call it Fertile Ground something, uh, but, but it's an experimental point where they're doing all sorts of stuff with, you know, trying to, to come up with sustainable food. Yeah, fertile, fertile, yeah, fertile ground farms. Um, that's over there yeah. by the uh, by the eco shed. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I was thinking of. That's mm-hmm, exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Working with ar- so, urban urban farming and and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, so cool. By the way, I I also looked up the the rose of Guadalupe, uh, and it's a uh, it, it, it's an interesting rose. It's a real fragrant rose, uh, and I don't know this sold anywhere in Mississippi, but a uh, real, real fragrant one, the Rose of Guadalupe Rose, and it's uh, got an interesting story behind it, too. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show, Felder, but we do have a, a, a one more caller who just called in, Mickey. I'm not sure where Mickey's calling from, but um, good morning, Mickey. Where are you calling from? It's Mikey. Come on. Oh, <laughs> somebody's playing uh, tricks you know, with yeah, me in the booth. I've been pestering y'all forever. <laughs> you know, um, uh, first of all, thanks, Java, for the incredible Motown mashup. 
I do some more, please, again. Um, uh, and Felder, uh, my, the thing I'm thinking about right now is using uh, what you have. Um, okay, I, I have little bits of, of uh, Mandina sprouting up, holly sprouting up, Chinese evergreen, American beauty bush, camellias, azaleas, and even some berry bushes, which I really don't want to, you know, but somebody else might want to, you know, like, so, and I'm yeah. thinking you can dig these things a little, when they're little and put them in something else and use, um, uh, bags like the leaves that I have. Okay. Because I had some things that didn't let me get out and do as much as I wanted to, shall we say, um, yeah, uh, starting no, last no, fall. No, no, there were sharing the largest, you know, they have a, a really big plant swap every April and every October in Mobile, I, I go to them almost. If I'm in town, even in Jackson, I drive the three hours each way to go to this. Uh, every April, every October, they have a big plant swap where people from all over bring great, great plants to share with each other. But I'm the thing saying. is, that I, I'm just saying, you know, if you haven't been able to do some stuff and you're just now getting around to it, and the bags of leaves that you collected are turning into mulch, use it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's. That's, that's, All right. That's tall, tall gardening, sharing the largest. Well, thank you, Mickey. Appreciate it. Mikey, I mean. It's Mikey. Yeah, thank <laughs> I you. I know. Boulder. Okay, Boulder. <laughs> right. And uh, I did a little bit more research, uh, 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 Java, and the, the lady, our lady of Guadalupe Rose is a Florabunda Rose, which means a shrub type, which blooms all the time. And I bet at garden centers, if they don't have it, they can get it. But our lady of Guadalupe is one of those bush type roses. Instead of long stem with a single flower like cut flowers, it's got pretty big flowers in clusters. So it might be worth looking. Maybe that's where I've heard of it before. Anyway, it's a Jackson and Perkins original. And you said Lady of Guadalupe? Yep. Okay. Yeah, what's called Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, Our Lady. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, living and learning, man. I'm really curious about this bad smell that this fellow from Canada has found outside Starkville. Yeah, now that is it's kind of <laughs> I hate to say the word well, mysterious, but it is. We don't yeah, know we don't yeah. know what it is. Well, I'm seeing you know I'm seeing a lot of this thing called stinkhorn right now. A lot of people are posting this on Mississippi Gardening. Stinkhorns look like a there's several different kinds. One looks like a nasty finger sticking up out of the ground, a slimy looking finger. One looks like a little orangey basket, upside down basket. Uh, but they come up this time of year and also in the fall when we have some moisture. Uh, from a, a, a beneficial fungus. It's a fungus that breaks down mulch. And all. It's a good fungus, but when it makes this version of a mushroom, it stinks. Well, it's called stinkhorn, and it's nasty looking. Don't even Google it. We may need to uh, update that, uh, update the, the name instead of stinkhorn, stankhorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, if, if our Mississippi roots are coming out. You know, there should have, there should, I, I hear a Motown song coming on. There we go. <laughs> there probably is one. You being a DJ, I bet you can find something about Spank. You know, <laughs> one of them things. Anyway, we've been having just a rocking and rolling, kicking around idea type times. More no theme or anything. But if you want to talk about gardening, this is a good chance every Friday morning. If you want to go to our podcast, it's um, uh, mpbonline.org. And if you want to email me, go to Felder Rushing 
If you have a chance to uh, go to a garden center, they got stuff out there that look good in a pot that gets you through the next month or so. Uh, anyway, if you can't have a chance, take a kid with you and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See y'all next week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thank you.